0: Today, the lawsuit against President Donald Trump concluded in New York. Now, you might be familiar with this. This is the one that has Letitia James, the New York State Attorney General, sitting front and center. She was there as her prosecutors were going after President Trump. And sadly, he doesn't have a jury. No, he doesn't have that right. He actually has to deal with the biased judge who attempted to silence him initially. Uh The judge in this case, as many of you know, is, is quite familiar with the camera. He loves the camera, he loves this media stunt that the AG has him involved in. And ultimately, initially wasn't gonna allow him to President Trump to speak today. And now, well, he's speaking and he's calling out the witch hunt that this all is. I wanna bring in a special process, a former, gosh, hold on. Let me add that one in. <laughs> I want to bring in retired federal prosecutor Reeve Weinstein to talk about this Reeve, thank you for joining us today look we are watching this as this all unfolds, and it's very obvious that it's a political hit job what's going on right now in New York and it's not just happening in New York it's happening in Fulton County as we spoke about that earlier in the show but we're watching Tish James sitting there and she's smiling and she's enjoying all of this as the railroad real job against President Trump is taking place. now ultimately she's seeking 370 million dollars plus interest against the president for inflating his his, uh, his the properties he's owned and other things, assets as well. And ultimately there's there's no victims in this case. She hasn't been able to prove that, and she hasn't pr- been able to prove that he shorted any of these banks' money. So ultimately, what is going on here and how has this case been able to move forward so far?
1: You're asking me a question I don't think anyone can answer except for maybe Letitia James, um, yeah, and and, uh, and perhaps the judge, um, yeah, and uh, and then you add to that what we've learned in the last few days is the collaboration uh, between all of these people surrounding all of the cases that they're bringing against President Trump in uh, in all these different jurisdictions. Um, yeah. but it's very very unsettling I, I remember um, uh, a colleague of mine a former colleague of mine um, hammering away about uh, hammering away at the the equal protection issue that I keep bringing up every time I have mm-hmm. a chance to speak to people like you yeah. um, and uh, I'm probably going back 30 years now um, but it's this is a perfect example of how that principle of law that constitutional um Principle of law has such critical importance in our society, and how we've lost it because one side, for whatever reason, has decided that equal protection and equal equal application of the law doesn't matter with respect to one person. Mm-hmm. And when when that happens, we all lose that that. Uh, Umbrella of protection that we're supposed to get from the Constitution Yeah, and yeah. Uh, in th- this case, it's so obvious that uh, they are going out of their way to create um, some, uh, just opportunities to take this man out of the political scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, And I've just never seen anything like it I don't think anybody has ever seen anything like it from all angles And, and, you know, it's not just the prosecutions and the civil case, but the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, going after him on the ballots. Yeah. I I don't know any other man on the planet that could handle the kind of pressure that uh, he's been under since he came down the escalator so many years ago.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, look at that. I don't, I don't care if you're a Trump supporter. I don't. I just say that if we allow this to take place regardless of if you like him or not it is eventually going to happen to a candidate that you one day support and you're going to be really upset and you're going to want people in your corner arguing for your candidate and ultimately if you allow this to go by and to pass you can't make that argument down the line you've allowed this to happen you've allowed this to take place president Donald Trump is being persecuted as you just described it at all different avenues right we have in Fulton County there's an allegedly according to a motion that was filed. A romantic relationship between the fulton county district attorney and the special prosecutor nathan wade who she uh hired on taxpayer dime and i mean i've reached out for comment they don't want to talk about it but then ultimately nathan wade that same special prosecutor according to logs met with the white house met with white house counsel and met with the white house and also he's billing taxpayers as well And then on top of that, we have Letitia James, who on three different occasions in logs, so we have the evidence, met with somebody at the White House. We don't know who specifically. So this looks very well orchestrated, and it looks like the Biden regime is targeting their political opponent based on what you're seeing. How are these people not getting uh, in trouble with the bar because they just seem to be weaponizing? law or committing lawfare and it seems more like an ethical issue so reef how are they not being targeted by the bar right now how is this not happening
1: uh, you're um you're asking me questions that that <laughs> i can't can't answer brianna because yeah. none of it makes sense mm-hmm. none of it makes sense um it, it clearly is a coordinated attack yeah no doubt about it they're coming at him in such a diffuse way. Um, it's just amazing that he can even have a moment to breathe uh, with what he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is unethical. And so if there's, uh, and there clearly is, evidence of coordination. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the reality is when you prosecute somebody, you, you don't prosecute somebody because you want to prosecute the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You prosecute crimes. Right? That's what you do. You prosecute crimes. It's how and easy it's done. it's clear in this case that a wide variety of, of people in the legal profession have um, taken it upon themselves the, the, to step outside of the ethical uh, and legal boundaries and yeah. create a new atmosphere that is very dangerous for the future. Yeah. You know, like, like you were. Uh, intimating at a few moments ago um these are the new rules and so if you get somebody who's equally inclined to use the the power of the department of justice or any other powerful entity to go after their political opponents then they're gonna do it
0: yeah yeah and and we can't go back in time if we allow this to pass and get by and we pretend like this is normal and so uh people need to speak up now I mean that's just where we are I want to turn to something else Reeve because you and I were both very passionate about this because we were discussing this prior it has to do with j 6 Ray now there's a lot of speculation regarding what he was doing on January 6th around the Capitol uh just there alone the video evidence that we have he's telling people to go in that was January 5th and that video that you're seeing right there on your screen while he's telling a crowd to go into the Capitol tomorrow that's where our problems are So ultimately, this is a man who was telling people to go into the Capitol, right? It would probably catch the DOJ's attention normally, but he was slapped with just one misdemeanor offense, immediately took a plea deal, and then he was just sentenced this week on Tuesday to probation, no jail time, and then he was just fined $2,000. So ultimately, somebody who literally inspired others to go into the Capitol and was pushing people into the Capitol that day, verbally though, not physically, ultimately just got a slap on the wrist. And... We're watching this as people who I've spoken to, Enrique Tarrio, who was sentenced to 22 years in prison for, he wasn't even there that day, sending text messages. His text messages, first off, Tarrio, we should just remind our audience, was in police custody. So he wasn't at the scene at the time. He wasn't at the Capitol at the time. He was far away from the situation. They took his text messages out of context and manipulated it to be as if he orchestrated the, the Capitol riot. He didn't. But Ray Epps, who texted his his nephew we orchestrated this this was us or whatever he said in those text messages wasn't prosecuted the same way tario was and so ultimately most americans are sitting here scratching their heads going what's going on here and you know what's going on here potentially somebody's working with the federal government they they protect their own and he's obviously he's gotten the fluff piece by the new york times by 60 minutes so as a former federal prosecutor reeve is this somebody, based on what you've seen with the, the DOJ going after other J6ers, would Americans be wrong by thinking mm, he might have some role of working with the federal government at some point during January 6th, just based off of what you're seeing, based on the prosecu- pr- prosecution of him?
1: No, of course not. There's uh, It's very fair to draw that inference that um, at some point, uh, either uh, before or um, during the January 5th and 6th, um, saga, if you will, um, mm-hmm. that he was participating in some way uh, as some kind of informant. Now, you know, it's important to recognize that he has adamantly said that he has nothing to do with any um, federal agency and that uh, he's denied it uh, to such an extent that I think uh, he's even brought a lawsuit against Fox News or or something like that, one of the uh, organizations. But. Yeah. Here's what I can tell you. Um, his behavior was consistent with a confidential source of information or a cooperating defendant, that type of thing. Typically, what you'll see is uh, a confidential source is going to be controlled by supervising agents. Okay, They're recruited and controlled by supervising agents. They don't work with federal prosecutors uh, until the case is going to be taken uh, for a prosecution. Uh, we might sign off on it, but we don't, quote unquote, work these cooperators. That's the agent's responsibility. And uh, typically, the uh, I'll just keep calling him a CI uh, for short. Um, he reports to the agent. He acts at the direction of the agent. Um, and, uh, and then typically, when uh, you do work with somebody like this, there will be an agreement at some point, if he's a co-defendant what they might do is come to me and ask me we'd like to charge him keep everything sealed and he's going to keep working um for us and i don't know um what his status is but his behavior was and the way that he was treated is consistent with my experience with these types of defendants or co-defendants or cooperators goes mm-hmm. Typically what they might do, and what I have done many times in the past, if we, you want to protect somebody who's working against the Mexican cartel, for example, who's putting their lives in danger, um, we might come to an agreement to uh, charge that person up front and then hold him or secret him aside somewhere, either in a safe house um, or just uh, you know in his own home or what have you. Mm-hmm. And, Either he's continuing to cooperate, uh, gathering evidence at the direction of the agents, and then when the case is prosecuted and all of the other, let's say, 20, 30 co-defendants, or either they pled guilty or they uh, went to trial and he testified against them in the trial, which is the most common example, uh, then you do what was uh, just done with um, Epps in his case. He gets either a lower level charge which is somewhat controversial they should always be charged at the same level and then work their cooperation down does that make sense so mm-hmm. you let's say it's a felony everyone gets charged with a felony regardless of what mm-hmm. the felony is the people who don't cooperate in the kind of cases that i handled i didn't handle politically driven cases like this i handled mm-hmm. pre- pretty raw stuff um yeah. And uh, then everyone's charged with felony. The guy who cooperated and testified and put his life in danger gets what's called a 5K 1.1 downward departure. And uh, he will get a sentence consistent with his cooperation. In this case, if he was any kind of cooperator, what they decided to do is instead of the parity application of the law, um, where everybody is treated equally, once again, equal protection of the law, um, or not. Um, they hit him with a s- de minimis misdemeanor mm-hmm. and uh, crafted a situation where the court really didn't have uh, any option but to give a sentence consistent with the charge that DOJ decided to hit him with, which was mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Basically, the the, the most uh, de minimis uh, charge... Uh, charging option that I think DOJ has in all of these January 6 cases. Yeah. So if, if that's the case uh, and he provided some kind of cooperation, or more insidiously, if he was um, a cooperator at January 6th, and let's just look at the facts, if you can just give me a minute here, because I did review his behavior. Yeah. Um, on January 5th, he was at the stop the the uh stop the steel rally steel. okay mm-hmm. and um these are the things he said he, he literally says i'll probably go to jail for this but tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol." yeah into the capital and he kept repeating it over and over again and you can see the crowd in that video you have right there telling them, no, no, they're yelling, fed, fed. It was I've so never obvious, seen anything, yeah. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. And then he's like, then he then he tries to butter it down. He's like, no, peacefully, we're gonna do it peacefully. You know, or he tries to qualify away his very angry and dangerous rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then you have what you led off with, with the, the text message that he sent to his nephew. It is verbatim. I was in front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. So let me just say, if I were supervising an investigation like this and I'm running it with agents and this conduct caught my attention as the lead prosecutor in a case like this, my focus would be on that target. Yeah. I would want to know everything about the man who was caught on video telling other people the day before and the day of, and not just telling them to go into the Capitol. He was like a he, he was like a, a a traffic control agent. He was like telling them literally exactly where to go. It's over there, directing them into the Capitol area. And and then um he was uh, right at the tip of the spear. I mean, he he uh on january 6 even brags about how what doj called uh, in the prosecution of many others for the trespassing offense that he was charged with at least but at a much lower level um they called the people where ray epps was at was with at that area in in that so-called restricted area the vanguard of rioters trespassing on restricted grounds yes he was right there with everyone else that was treated unequally mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Everyone who was treated differently than him. Yeah. And so it, it actually angers me, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it really, it really, really upsets me because this is not how things are supposed to be done. It, DOJ loses the faith and trust in the American people. When you start treating similarly situated defendants differently without justification. Now, if he was a cooperating source um, and agreed to whatever it is that he agreed to as part of that cooperation agreement and got this benefit, um, then, you know, uh, I guess that's the way they, they decided to do it but it's uh, very under underhanded um in my experience to to see somebody treated so differently when his behavior was dramatically worse on its yeah. face than everyone else who was just wandering around and ended up with felony convictions and jail time
0: yeah yeah i mean de- decades for some of these guys and, and the issue at hand here is well first off it's it's very it's very clear there was some type of internal orchestration that was going on here because when he filed his lawsuit against fox his his lawsuit he's upset at tucker for saying that he was i think an fbi informant so tucker was probably too specific is is kind of what this lawsuit is all about he could have been an asset for another agency but that's not what he's going he's going for that specific uh verbiage that he was using And so he's not denying the other stuff, but he is saying that that was inaccurate. So he could be with another agency. We might not ever find that out. Uh, Hopefully through discovery, the process, we might end up finding that out through the lawsuit. But ultimately, he might hide that and the judge might honor that that information from not being disclosed. And on top of it all, after that lawsuit was filed, the charge then came about. And so it looks like between the Department of Justice and his civil suit, it somehow was working together, because then he also took the plea deal right after the charge was was (laughs) filed. So I've never seen any of this before. I've been following these cases since the very beginning. It's interesting. We'll figure it out though, because we're going to keep FOIAing the federal government until we figure out what agency this guy was a part of, because it's clear that there's something going on here. And although they want to, not let us know. And they want to keep hiding behind it. It's just not fair to sentence people like Tario and, and uh, Stuart Rhodes to decades in prison while uh, people like, like this guy, Ray Epps, are just free and wandering around the world and and just kind of just getting these fluff pieces by the New York Times in 60 minutes. It's disgusting to me. It's not what should be happening in this country. So we've got to keep exposing it. Reeve, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate your insight on all of these issues. I want to let our audience in on a little secret. I'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to Patriot Mobile. Yes, so now my business and personal line are with Patriot Mobile. Now Patriot Mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now, except it's less expensive. So my 5G towers that I love to use my old provider, I'm still using them now, I'm just paying significantly less money to do so. And on top of it all, Patriot Mobile believes in the same things you and I believe in, they have the same morals. So they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes, veteran causes, and even the NRA. It's incredible. So I highly recommend you head over to PatriotMobile.com right now, take a look at their plans and sign up. And today, if you sign up and use promo code Brianna, they're going to waive the activation fee. Yes, you heard it right. They're going to waive the activation fee. Just make sure you use promo code Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. I always have to put on some deodorant, and I used to look all the time for the best deodorant. I couldn't find it on the shelves at all until our good friends over at Give a Derm came out with a brand new deodorant. This one's called Pits Me Off. It's incredible. Watch this, it's super easy. Ta-da. and that's all you need. And it dries super quick. Obviously, I'm wearing black. There's no white residue left over. It's a natural deodorant. It's made right here in the USA. There's none of those Chinese harmful chemicals also included it. It's giveaderm.com, and then use the promo code Brianna for 10% off. You gotta try it. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm gonna say it again under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan, put in place to make sure I was secure, and he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team, 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's com slash Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.